1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So we're, yeah, what's our subject? Deer? Just going on the fly. Yeah. We're talking about shopping and the different accessories that you might wear while you're wearing it. Looks like that's going to be so good. Welcome to the Fowl Front Outdoors Waterfowl Podcast, where our goal is to recruit and educate new hunters while entertaining the rest of you. Without new hunters and the mentorship of those more seasoned, this passion as we know it faces an uncertain future. So get the word out, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because you're on the Fowl Front. All right, so today we are, this episode is live from the Hunt Hickory Creek uh, Central Kansas Lodge. And we're talking about the foul front hunt, and we have like 14 people in the room right now, I think. Is that correct? I think 12. All right. To my left, I got my dad. We got uh, a man of many words, Hunter. He's the, um, what would you call yourself? What, what would you say you do around here? Oh, I'm probably the greenhorn. Greenhorn. Just okay. stare at me when I don't shoot at the... <laughs> <laughs> Blaine, yep. yeah. We got Johnny, we got Alec, we got Andy or Andrew. I haven't figured it out yet. Whatever you want to call me. Okay. <laughs> we got Austin, and we got Baby in the corner back there. Clayton. Yep. We got Shane, and uh, we got Marlon, and we got Gary, and we got Mr. Greenwood. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. So. Um, okay. Kind of give you a little recap uh, today. Um, well, 
Why don't we have Andrew set up the uh, the scene for for the hunt? What happened? What uh, you know? Talks about the scouting that went into the foul front hunt. Well, uh, Cody and Ray actually scouted the field that we hunted. It was a flooded Milo field, and uh, we didn't really have too great of a hide, but uh, we made it work. We, we uh, used backboards and uh, just used absolutely everything we could find in our surroundings to. Brush it up, but uh, what did you call that stuff that hurt my eyes really bad? When oh, a pigweed, pigweed, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we 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 hid in some pigweed, and uh, well, the weather was okay. Hunter on the spot. What was the weather? It was cold and rainy. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the coldest today? We think <laughs> the dude, yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, uh, so, anyways, we all rolled in last night. Um, who was the first person here? Johnny. Johnny. I was. Johnny, I, he participated in the scout, didn't he? He did last night. And you flew all all the way in from... Um, I don't know. Podcast file, Dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all the listeners just check their phones to see if they, uh, if they got a Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, you flew in from Idaho, yep. right? And you're a big fan of flying. No. No? No. Won't do it again. <laughs> um, what lessons uh, did you learn from flying with your gun, and um, how would that go for you? It was actually pretty easy to get into the airport and everything. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. just had to have the right locks and the right case. Yeah, locks, and you had to keep the ammo separate, right? No, nope, in the same case. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I was allowed, like, five pounds of ammo. Okay. Something like that. You were allowed to have five pounds of ammo. Yep. I that seems a little liberal. <laughs> We have more form feed right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, uh, who was the next guy in? Probably me, right? Yeah. Shane. Yeah. Yep, Shane. And you drove in from all the way from Springfield, Missouri. Springfield, yeah. Missouri. And just shy of about a six-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think Johnny wins in the farthest, right? For sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, next, I think was was it the Manhattan crew? Probably us. It was. Yeah, it was me, Blaine, and Alec. We rolled in. We got here about seven p.m. Oh wait, no. Yeah, I oh. said we beat you guys. Yeah, the Richmond. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. 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 Their first. <laughs> Those guys got here. We beat the young guys. Came in Kansas City. And you guys actually, you guys were hunting. Yeah. Earlier, right? Missouri. Two yeah, days in Missouri. Two days yeah. in Missouri, and we're, we're locked up. At least we're locked up in part of maybe not right this moment now. But we're locked up. Uh, the old blizzard came through Sunday. We think the birds left, at least where we're hunting, uh, by Smithville Lake in that area. And we stood in ice, uh, broke ice, cut ice with chainsaw for two days. Wow. And uh, did not, uh, we didn't fire a shot in anger even. <laughs> <laughs> we were well disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the Manhattan crew rolled in. Um, Shortly followed by Coach over here from Grand Island, Nebraska, for your fifth waterfowl hunt. Yep, yeah. the rain and the fog. Yep. At some point, Hunter probably rolled in or woke up. I don't know. He wasn't scouting, <laughs> yeah. was he? Oh, he oh he was scouting. But was scouting. going back to your question earlier, I forgot about the fog. Like scouting for you guys coming in. That that was a pretty big setback. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean. <laughs> Couldn't see more than 50 yards into a field, so uh, 
we just kind of went to an area where we knew they had ducks, and I was like, well, so this, this, this is where we're going to hunt. Blind luck then. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all, we all convened here. Actually, Clayton, I think Clayton was the last in, Tardy yeah. crew. He, he just was lazy. Two, wanna, two in the morning. <laughs> didn't want to show up. Lazy driver. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled up in his, uh, his Subaru. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we won't go there. But all right, all right, and then uh, I, I think we had a couple beers and um, what did we eat? Oh, we had good good, good steaks, steaks. Yeah, yeah, from the Manhattan Meat Market. Good. There's a plug. <laughs> um, all right, uh, we woke up about. Well, I woke up at one thirty to receive Clayton, and then promptly went back to bed. Uh, and then uh, we woke up. Ate some breakfast out in the field by what? Five forty. Five forty. All right. Just like to point out, I was also one of the first ones up this morning. You were, you were. And for anybody that uh, knows anything about the water around here, it's pretty salty. <laughs> some salt water coffee. Yeah. Apparently, I didn't have any of the coffee. I elected for the monster um, after. Seeing Alex's face after he had his first sip of salt coffee, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. So uh, I know that I was pretty impressed with those backboards hiking them in there. Has anybody ever hunted off backboards no. before? No. no. Sure. 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 Yeah. These were the the Lucky Duck backboards, right? Yes. Yes. The brand, yeah. 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 They're pretty good. Yeah, much better than carrying in the heavy, uh, uh, heavy ground lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was how how big was the spread? It was like a whole Civil War lineup, I think, that we had out there, yeah. a fifteen man front or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we tucked in. We were on a little mud flat and mm, hogweed. What you call it? Pig, pig pigweed. Hogweed. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. But at any rate, uh, who wants to talk about that first group of ducks in? Well, are you talking like about my triple? No, we're not to your triple yet. <laughs> Let me well, tell you a little bit. I, I'll start out a little bit. Okay. So, last night when we're getting to everybody, we were talking about you know, me birds are here and all that, and you know, it's possible we're going to be doing some shooting, but Marlon and I are skeptical of everything right i mean because birds we stood in ice for two days two days with nothing flying so we're cautiously approaching this last night we talked before we we hit the hit the hit the sack last night and so this morning after we got set up it was still dark out and you could hear the first quacks coming by and then you could hear birds landing in the decoys before shooting time and I looked, I looked over at my friend Marla and I said, this is going to happen. This is absolutely going to happen. It's just a, it's just a matter of how long it's going to go and how good it's going to go. So it was pretty exciting for us. So that's, that's, that, was, that was leading up to it. And then it was, um, I mean, I'm just telling you, I mean, we've hunted birds all over the place. I mean, all the way from Canada to Arkansas. And it, it rivaled any... The first 30 minutes was would remind you of being in Saskatchewan. 
and by Wadena, Saskatchewan. There was that many birds, and the calling was great, and calling the shots was great, and we didn't miss too many birds. Yeah, I think uh, how many how many birds were on that first pass? Well, I counted about forty six thousand. Did we shot more? Is that right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't talk about how many we shot on that first pass. Second uh, pass, I know I shot three. Three shells is good. That's what he shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, might have been some early early morning jitters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The same four birds <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, those four birds, times. they had it. They they got it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we were just looking at the number of ducks and pulling the trigger. And that was about it. Just yeah. Bit of so everyone's guilty of flock shooting the first time. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Both seasoned and novice hunters alike in the group. Uh, speaking of, this was your fifth waterfowl fifth hunt. Fifth waterfowl hunt, hunt ever. Yeah. Had yeah. you ever seen that many birds in one place? No, not that many ducks. It was just craziness. They just come in there, and I'm thinking, how can you miss? <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured out how you can miss. <laughs> Hunter, you're on the spot. With what? <laughs> Fail. <laughs> on the spot about what? Yeah, the, question? Uh, the question would be, um, on a scale of 1 to 10 of, like, Amount of birds you've had in your face. What was that? That was pretty high up there, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of Saskatchewan Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How uh, how disappointed were you in us when we only dropped four out of that first <laughs> lake? Hey, it was cold. <laughs> Everybody was a little, like, waking up. Yeah. So it, it happens to the best of them. What, was, what went through your mind when, you know, you saw all those birds come in and then, you know, four splashes? I don't really know. It's kind of like, all right. We'll get the birds and all, and then hope that more come back. (laughs) Maybe do better the next round. All right, now, Johnny. Yep. You ever seen that many birds before? Uh, Come in like that? No. Yeah? No. That was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And you're from Idaho, right? Yep. Northern Idaho, not the the good part. Not the good part. Southern Idaho. The skinny part. Yes, the skinny part. They still grow potatoes up there? No. No? Okay. (laughs) I've never seen... Got it, got it. Okay, um, what happened after... Okay, so we dropped four birds. Um, I don't remember... What was... The next 30 minutes was pretty hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. It was good. I felt had another flock come in pretty dang quick. Yeah, we were getting like flocks at 10 to 15 for a while there. I think, a few I think. singles that... Like eight people at one shot at. <laughs> but we knocked them down. I mean, what yeah. happened to that one hen that we tried to clean? One of the uh, Susie's out there was just a complete no-go for uh, keeping the meat. I think her entire breast was gone. Yeah, oh, she, she was burger. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. This week's episode is brought to you by the following partners. Hunt Hickory Creek. New to Hunt Hickory Creek this year is their Central Kansas Lodge. They're going to be running hunters from the end of October all the way through January. And they're situated right between Kavira and Cheyenne Bottoms, which combined can hold hundreds of thousands of birds at a time. And these guys are going to work their tails off. you got Chase, you got Cody, you got Scotty, and then you've even got um, Megan in there taking pictures. Guys, if you're going to be traveling outside of your state um, and you're going to pay for guide service, don't roll the dice. Come into our Facebook group pick Chase or Scotty or Cody's you know, brain, figure out who they are, and uh, 
make sure that you're going to be booking a hunt with them because they're not just awesome guides. They're great people. They're going to show you a great time. So if you're going to hunt Kansas, hunt Hickory Creek. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the fastest growing, most affordable decoys on the market with unmatched customer service. Now you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or DiveBombIndustries.com, and you can find Asher in our listeners group. And get yourself into a large, effective, affordable, and easy-to-set-up spread. It takes about a minute uh, to set about a dozen, and they take up no space in the garage or truck. They're tough, extremely realistic, and go get yourself twice the decoys at the price, none of the hassle. Um, also brought to you by Toe Tags LLC. Now, federal migratory game bird laws apply in all 50 states. That includes yours which includes gifting and tagging laws. Make sure to keep your birds separated and or tagged when transporting or storing them uh, with other hunters' birds. Now, this includes from the field to home as well. Gifting in the field, though commonly done, never legal. Uh, it must be done at the donor or donee's personal abode. Hey, for other helpful hints and to keep yourself legal, go check Toe Tags LLC out on Facebook, or you can hit up Ryan um, in our Facebook group, um, or you can head on over to ToeTagsLLC.com. So have fun, be safe, and keep it legal. We're also brought to you by Athlon Optics, which produce some of the finest shooting scopes and binoculars on the market. Their ED glasses top-notch and rivals the glass of binos three or four times their price. You're going to be able to pick a goose out in a depression from half a mile with these things. I'm telling you, they're tough, sturdy, and this is where Athlon Optics goes above and beyond with their lifetime warranty, which is critical for us waterfowl hunters. I sport the Midas 10x42, and I am extremely pleased with them. So head on over to Athlon Optics and get yourself a top-of-the-line binocular system for this season at a fraction of the price and a no-worries warranty. A no worries warranty. We're also brought to you by Freelance Hunt Stats. And i got to tell you, I'm really excited to be using Freelance Hunt Stats this year. Um, if you've never logged your hunts in the past, start doing it. Um, especially with FreelanceHuntStats.com because it's not just a journal. This thing can catalog all of your information and you can go back, you can look at like how you do on sunny days. It's going to be a game changer for you. So head on over to FreelanceHuntStats.com and start logging your hunts this season. We're also brought to you by Duck Nuts. And I've been finding duck um, decoy rigging systems since I started. Wrapping, coiling, Texas rigs, talk about a pain in the butt. I work hard, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the morning, it's time to go home, and Duck Nuts allows me to do that so that I can rig my decoys that all i got to do is throw them in a bag. And with our friction system, it's too easy to just pull the line and pack it up and or just throw them out. It, it, it allows you to adjust for depth, and if you're tired of fighting your decoy rigs, head on over to DuckNuts.com and use your 10% off code with Foul Front um, discount code. We're also brought to you by Gypsum Creek. Now, Gypsum Creek is a full-service gun dog training facility in the heart of the Midwest, and they are looking to build eager, confident, and reliable field companions through a unique approach that you don't find at many other places. So come check out Gypsum Creek Retrievers on their Facebook um, or Instagram, or you can hit up Evan, the owner, in our Facebook group. And I promise you, this guy loves your dog more than you do and loves teaching them how to retrieve more than you do. Um, I got to spend a uh, weekend out with them, and it was an awesome time, I'm telling you. Um, the What they got going on over there, that's where you're going to want to send your dog. All right, we're also brought to you by the DuckTech mobile app. Um, increase your odds of success in the blind this year with the DuckTech mobile app. Three-time world ch- duck calling champion Barney Caleb teaches you how to make the most important duck sounds and what they mean to a duck and when to use them, the most important part. DuckTech is also available to download on the App Store and Google Play. With the season approaching, get the app today so you can put more ducks on the strap tomorrow. We're also brought to you by SRB Field Rests. No matter what, where, or how you hunt, SRB, SRB Field Rests got you covered. 
Uh, they're gonna keep your shotgun rifle or your bow or your crossbow safe, clean, and ready for the, uh, in the field or on the range. Waterfowl hunters in a dry field, a muddy field, marshes, flooded fields, or flooded timber. SRB field rests as you covered. Go check them out. They've got a 10% discount code for you with Fowl Front, all under case one word. We are also brought to you by Gunner Kennels, the market's only double wall, roto molded, dog crate, and five star crash tested rated kennel. These American made boxes come with a lifetime warranty, and the guys over at Gunner Kennels have done some crazy stuff to show you how strong they really are, like dropping 4,000 pounds on it, hammering it with a 630 pound sled and tossing it off a 200-foot cliff and shooting it with a 12-gauge shotgun with zero bullet penetration. You're hitting the road uh, with your dog this season. Gunner Kennels is your safest bet. Uh, protecting your best friend and your investment. So head on over to GunnerKennels.com. We're also brought to you by HTR Innovations, and you have not heard of them yet, but um, I am hunting out of their A-frame this year, and they have... One of the slickest um, inventions I've seen um, for waterfowl hunting. It's an awesome little gun stand for the marsh. Um, and go, So go check them out at htrinnovations.com. Also, here's another big thing for you. Don't you absolutely hate laying in your layout blind? Well, they got something for you. So go check them out. Um, and our good buddy Jordan over there, he's going to be doing all their filming this year. Looking forward to seeing what they got. Okay, let's get back into... Yeah, so I think we had that big group come in, then we had a couple onesies, twosies, and then we had a pretty decent group come in. Sure, I think we, we, like we dropped out seven. Out yeah, well, seven. how big was the group that we dropped seven out of? Almost the same as first one. Okay. You think? Okay. Yeah, so... Who all here has ever hunted off of backboards or like layout blinds before? By show of hands. Yeah, by show of yeah. hands. <laughs> uh, so for the listeners, I'll count it out. Okay. I've done layout. 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 Yeah. layout yeah. Oh, so Clayton was, Clayton was the only one that's never shot oh. out of a layout blind. Oh, I sh- oh, shot out of. No, I mean shot out of. <laughs> I've, just, just I've, I've laid in and watched nothing, nothing come to me. <laughs> uh, for reference... Um, <laughs> Clayton just woke up, so <laughs> everybody else went out scouting this afternoon, and uh, myself, Clayton, and Shane, well, we held down the fort. Um, I held down the couch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I should have joined you. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we dropped seven out of that group, right? Um, and then the wind and the rain picked up, I think. It wouldn't change. For sure the rain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the wind didn't pick up. It was yeah. supposed to be like a 20-mile-an-hour wind, right? Yeah, like highs of 23 or gusts of 23. Yeah, yeah. But we were definitely picking them off there for, oh, I think the shooting was pretty good for about two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Then our hands froze off. And yeah, then the, it started getting really cold. <laughs> I know um, – Definitely, Andrew witnessed me doing some absolutely stellar uh, gunning on my part. So, um, who? Uh, how many shells do you think you guys went through today? Eleven. Oh, box. 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 Close, close to a box. Yeah, like eight left over. I think I shot six. Shouldn't. 
Eric, well, actually, the better. How many guns? All right, Eric. Eric. Yes. Talk to us about your your weapon situation. So I have. What I consider, and still do, one of the greatest uh, shotguns ever, Benelli Super Black Eagle Two, had it for a long time. Actually, was lucky enough to win it in a DU con, DU banquet, mm-hmm. so several years ago for a measly forty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. So this is a this is a learning lesson for for everybody, especially me. So when we were blousing our blinds, it was mud, and then. We're in combat soon. I mean, <laughs> they're coming. There's happening. So shooting's going. And what I should have done was this glove is just full of mud. My right hand is full of mud. My glove. I don't care. I should have taken it off, right? So I'm feeding shells into the gun, shooting, feeding shells. And I'm making feel it's starting to um, kind of go. I mean, I, I'm just having a hard time getting the shells in the magazine because it's full of mud. <laughs> so eventually, if your Pudelli or any shotgun is full of mud in your magazine, it will not cycle. But no problem. I have my father-in-law's, who's not here's Benelli. Thank you, Phil. So I have his shotgun. Do I take off my glove? No. So I sack up my shotgun because it's broke, and I unsack his, and it doesn't take me too long, and I have that thing. Full of mud too, and I, <laughs> who was I sitting next to? I gave it to him. Ray, Ray. Ray. Ray I gave it to Ray, and he tried to get the shell in the chamber. And then we couldn't get the shell out of the magazine, so now we're down to two guns. I took Ray, the guide shotgun, his Benelli. He said, "Go ahead and shoot mine. Just please don't break my shotgun." <laughs> so there you go. That was that was the morning. What was the whole uh, kerfuffle with? The guns thing after the afterwards when you were trying to find both your guns. Well, what happened was, and I still don't know the answer to this, <laughs> is we had a shell half in the magazine and half out by the follower, and it was jammed in there. I mean, matter of fact, we got out a, a multi tool. Ray did and tried to get it out. So this gun is one gun just won't shoot because it's full of mud. The other gun is jammed up. But by the time we're done, I all of a sudden have this gun that looks like my father-in-law's, but it's completely unjammed, and it's got a shell in it that doesn't even match any shell that I have. <laughs> to this moment, I don't know yeah. what happened. It was kid shells. and uh, So anyway, I don't know how that happened. I so think I, it was probably Hunter. Hunter was just playing a prank on you. Okay, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, take that out of his tip, you know. Yeah, so take that out. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay, so uh, what else happened today? Uh, any anybody have any uh, funny moments that they witnessed from the hunt today? Just probably pulling up on a duck, and as you you get it in your sights, you notice that someone else on the line has already crippled that duck, <laughs> and you know you're you're trying to to regain and pull to another bird and. And by the time you do that, they're they're already flying on somewhere else. But yeah, what try, is it? Trying to pull up and shoot as quickly as you can, probably. Okay, who who were the quick draw McGraws today? Oh, who was uh, Shane for sure? Yeah, probably, Shane, probably like, I felt like I was putting one, seal. One, one, who was next to me? Yeah, you guys both were very good shots. I mean, every time I felt like I was pulling up on a duck, one of you guys already crippled it, and I was trying to you know. 
finish it for you. <laughs> so that was confusing, and I don't know who the quick draw McGraws are yet. Everybody, it sounds like. It wasn't me. But let's talk about why you were licking your shotgun today. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I love I love my browning, um, and the my hands were so cold, <laughs> and that dang hogweed or pigweed, excuse me, uh, was like getting stuck in my safety. And the, I don't know, browning BPS has the safety on the top, and I was trying to get the pigweed because it was just like jammed in there. And, of course, the only warm thing that I had at that time was my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Got very intimate with your shotgun. Yeah, yeah. and, of course, I looked over right as I got done doing it, and Andrew was, like, just staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) You know that, though? I, I think I came out here with, like, 75 shotgun shells, and I think I've got 60 shotgun shells because... Andrew kept shoveling me those boss shot shells. I think, are, are you getting some sort of like, uh, are they like paying you to like, uh, <laughs> no. no? Okay. This is being a nice guy. And, and I don't think you hit a single damn duck with one either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he got, told me he got a solid double today. I, I, I will stand here on this table and tell you all with complete confidence that I had a double today. With, with the boss shells. Um, Maybe. I don't know because I don't. I every time I turned around, I had like a boss shot shell, which those things are pretty cool. They're they're two and three quarter shells. I'm like, what are? I saw that box. It what seems like a secret here. What are these things? I've never even seen these. Bismuth just came. They're yeah yeah yeah. They're kind of the bismuth. Yeah, latest and greatest. And I feel like they kicked way harder than the the three inch shells I had. I definitely felt a difference, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I put any ducks down with it or not, but maybe that's another episode from now. Yeah, right. perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. So I liked my shotgun. Big deal. All right. <laughs> uh, what was that? What else happened that was pretty interesting today? Um, you other, learned of the other wing spawns. The what? Almost the wind <laughs> the breath. Oh, yeah, chasing, chasing down that duck. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter being the best bird dog we have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did see, I did see yeah, Hunter. That was, that was Hunter down there. Hunter was chasing a bird. Oh, for a good 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds? Well, I don't want to imagine 45 <laughs> Talk minutes. to me a little bit about your training program, your cardio uh, <laughs> workouts. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of sprints. Yeah. A lot of high intensity. Yeah. A lot of dish cleaning. A lot of dish cleaning. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's called the Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, okay, Alec, you were trying to sign language. What something. showed you. What? I mean, pressing out the ducks. The oh, okay. Oh. So that's an after the hunt. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here shortly. That was, we have a, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> I'm not sure how, but uh, there is a little, I think a, Quite a few of us guys learned something from Andrew today um, that we will reveal later on in the podcast. Pro tip, maybe. Yeah, maybe a pro tip. Do you consider yourself a pro? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He is. So you're right. Every time I looked over at Andrew, he was uh, he was trying to give me his calls. He's like, hey, man, you want to call? <laughs> my, my hands are freezing. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> 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 but you were hammering. I... 
You got some lungs on you. So, not as much lungs as Hunter has from chasing down those ducks. But, all right. Um, oh, we did get checked by the game warden today. Did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody passed the flying colors. So, yeah. good job, everybody. With toe tags. Yeah, with yeah, toe tags. Here's a good guy. I wish I'd caught his name. I saw it. I just can't remember it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, kills, we all kills more ducks than we do, though. Yeah, four yeah. ten shotgun. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. I, told, I told him we used four ten shotguns the whole day, and then he went into an elaborate story. That's what he does, and he thought I was serious until I said, "I'm joking." <laughs> we didn't. You only want me using a shotgun, yeah, but he so does use four ten shotgun. He, he duck hunts with a four ten, and he bow hunts with a longbow. Wow, oh, wow. true yep. savage. So. Mm-hmm. I think he did say we did we did the best in the area. I think. Well, saying. yeah, because there were there was a group on like a quarter mile from us, and I don't think they shot all morning. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, well, I heard I heard one group slower go off with a volley. I think behind us. Can, can you imagine what we sounded like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were not happy. Like a civil war <laughs> fire. Like, I bet they dropped a ton of birds. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so we get back to the lodge. Now. Actually, I, I do want to point out one more thing. Yes. What, what, what about, it's about to happen twice, but there was a couple singles that I'm pretty sure everybody shot at, ex- excluding me, that got away. That's true. I don't know that was, that was I, don't, I don't think that's true. trying to pull my frozen hand <laughs> Out of my coat and turn the safety off, and it wasn't moving. There's no dexterity I, in that. I know. The last one that came over, there was no way I was even getting my safety off, and I just stopped and just watched everybody else <laughs> miss. I'm going to play the wind. High winds at the time. But we did have a nasty wind maybe, shift. Maybe a lack of calling the shot. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, hey, actually, Coach, tell us a little bit about the Andrews uh, shot calling today. Well, I've, I've watched on YouTube and everything and some of these videos of Canadian guys, and all of a sudden, here comes this big birds, and I'm thinking, all right, all right, and I hear, shoot them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, guys. If you guys want to shoot this one, go ahead. Uh, it's convenient for you. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Where were we? You're getting home. We're getting back to the watch. Oh, yeah. So, I've been seriously hunting waterfowl for five years now. Raise your hand if you didn't know the trick real quick, just so I know. One, two, three. What was it? Oh, oh. breasting out the doves? Yeah, the yeah. old yeah. guys were inside, yeah. and I'm using air quotes, cleaning the shotguns while the young guys were out cleaning the birds. My, yeah. Mine never got clean. I don't think mine got clean. Yeah. Yeah. You cleaned your shotgun. The people laid them up here. <laughs> so anyways, uh, as, the, as the older gentleman uh, retreated into the safety and warmth of the home of the lodge, uh, the young guns stayed out and breasted birds, and we're all sitting there, you know, tearing birds open and starting to breast them out. And, and we look over, and Andrew just rips apart this breast, and I don't, I don't know how to... Yeah. Because we were trying to figure out how to get Keep the to breast them off with the wing on so we could travel with them. Yeah, because I've never had to deal with that. 
And, uh, I mean, can you explain how that works? Yeah, I mean, you just, uh, you know, skin, skin the breast. So, I mean, like, you just see the breast meat. And then uh, you step on the neck, on the feet. And then uh, slip your fingers on both sides of the breast and just pull up. And then uh, the, the only thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, continue. The, the, the only thing left is uh, just the wings attached to the breast. And it turns, yeah, that that's a game changer for me. And we have a video that we'll post in the uh, the Facebook group that demonstrates that. Um, but I don't know. I I never thought of that. I've seen it done. It's the same thing for when you you know uh, breast doves, yeah, or pheasant. Yeah. I just Quite never. Huh? Rip it out. Oh, well, sure. I, mean, I, 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 I feel like a lot of people know about that trick, yeah, Ex- except actually, everybody here. Yeah, when you did that, <laughs> that reminded me, we did a snow goose hunt one time, and remember those guys had that tailgate attachment? Right. Oh, they took their snow goose, and he took it by its yeah. neck, there's basically a little like spade, and as soon as he pulled yeah. it off, all that was left was the breast and the wings. That, that has a name, I can't yeah. think of it though. What's that called, Hunter? The Hitcher? The Hitcher. The Hitcher, yeah. Yeah, so... As soon as he did that, I was like, I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just like pull him right. There's like a, like a point, like a metal like spade. Yeah. It's like a yeah, spade. Yeah. And you just pull him and pop right out. And then you get the breast and the wings on there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Now you know. Now, the more you know, the more you know. Yeah, so, okay, I think we're going to go into around the table real quick, and uh, we'll go from right to left. I want to hear about how everybody kind of got started into waterfowl hunting. Um, I Eric, got, okay, yeah, I'm here. Uh, let's see, I would have gotten started in waterfowl hunting from uh, a co-worker, and this would have been, let me think, um, 19... About 98, I guess, probably 1998, and mostly public draw-in at conservation areas, you know, Bob Brown and, and things like that. And then it would, the intensity would, would not be there as much one year the next year, and then continued when uh, I got, uh, we came, for instance, Marlin, and that had been um, in the 2004, and then... He had a when he lived up by Smithville. We had a, had a uh, blind by his house, and we hunted forty days of a sixty day season straight through. Our wives were not happy about that. <laughs> the alarm clock for it was I think it was forty days, right? It was sixty day season in Missouri. So, and then you know just when I could get out. So that's it. It's a long answer for your question. Yeah, no, that's great. And I suppose uh, we got Garrett and his dad, and then. Um, his brother as well here. I suppose that we probably can't get into Garrett and Austin without talking to Marlin a little bit. All right. Uh, well, I grew up in Nebraska, but we uh, always pheasant hunted. We always had German short hairs, as that's all we ever did. And on occasion, we duck hunt if somebody invited us out. And I can't remember when I started. I think ever since, you know, I once asked my dad, when did I actually start hunting? And I think he said, as soon as you were walking, you know, I was out in the field. But then uh, when I got transferred to uh, Virginia, I was living um, near Quantico, and there's no upland bird hunting in that area. So we switched, 
and I hooked up with a bunch of other guys who were duck hunters and started getting into duck hunting hot and heavy and then started buying the labs and pretty well been into it ever since. Garrett, do you remember your first duck hunt? Uh, I mean, I remember going out with dad and grandpa on the Potomac and uh, sitting in the boat with a BB gun, shooting at the decoys, <laughs> swearing to God I hit a duck in the air with a BB gun. Um, but I killed my first duck when I was 11 with a single shot 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. Dad said I have one shot, so I better make it count. And that's how I learned. It was a wood duck. It was a wood duck, yep. And now you're you're down in uh, Louisiana hunting I was down in Louisiana, yeah, and then I'm actually now in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, yeah. So, still in the South. Yeah. And how, what's the difference between hunting in the South and the Midwest? Damn mosquitoes. (laughs) You're always hunting with mosquitoes. It's the gear that you pack and the uh, the water you go in is totally different. So, instead of worrying about all the cold weather gear you need, you got to make sure you have enough bug repellent and you have the lightest layers and then... Uh, if you're hunting with a dog, you need to make sure if it's a uh, gator friendly or not water because it's still warm enough for the gators all the way up until the first, you know, white stuff falls from the sky and everybody down there freaks out. Um, but it, other than that, it's really not any different besides mosquitoes in your face the whole season. So, Austin, do you remember your first? Yeah. I mean, so let's see. My story then precedes that by about one year, maybe a year and a half. Uh, same shotgun, uh, same area probably when I was about 11 years old. Uh, except I think my first duck, or at least first mounted duck, uh, was mallard. So a green head that's still uh, up on my garage wall today. Um, still trying to work him into my house, but you know, <laughs> since being married, uh, don't I don't have any animals on my wall right now. Um, but yeah, shoot. After that, I right about that time when we moved to Virginia, uh, first hunt was out. Uh, I felt like it was in the back of the Potomac on a marsh. We would like it go was, back yeah. to a marsh. Because before that, we did a lot of riding around on the boat with my dad's buddies and watched them duck hunt on the Potomac. But I think the first time I actually was walking around in waders and uh, shooting ducks with that 20-gauge shotgun was when I was about 11 years old. Then you're almost 30. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> Shane, do you remember your first duck hunt or how you got into it? Yeah, I mean, growing up in Central California, I mean, there's not a lot of deer out there. So, I mean, you were basically going to be a waterfowl hunter unless you want to travel for, for deer hunting. And so that's kind of how we grew up and, and moving to uh, Southwest Missouri. And we just kind of kept that tradition up. And so we still, still traced uh, the big honkers out there and get some mallards every once in a while. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Clayton, you awake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When was your, uh, how'd you get started in duck hunting? I was, I think five years ago. And my buddy, Tori, Asked me if I wanted to go duck hunting, and I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I went out some waders and one pair of socks, and went out, and we sat in about calf deep water early in the morning on public land, and it I, I could we could see the ice on the water forming, and then it dumped about six inches on us. We shot one teal, saw another one, and I made the wise decision to try and use my duck call that I just bought, and that teal went goodbye. <laughs> and uh, we got checked by the game warden that way that day, and I think he kind of laughed at us because we were the only ones out there with one teal, and it was absolutely miserable, freezing. I couldn't feel my feet, and I got hooked and have not stopped going ever since. <laughs> Best decision of my life. <laughs> Did you want to plug your YouTube channel or not? 
That's GT Outdoors, if anybody cares. <laughs> Are you going to release anything this weekend? Uh, it's probably going to be maybe next weekend by the time I get home from this and catch up on my sleep. From. By the way, I drove in from Minneapolis, <laughs> and that's why I got here at one thirty. <laughs> and once I get once I get caught up on my sleep, I'll probably release a hunt from uh, last weekend. And then I'll have something I'll put together for this. All right. All right. All right. Guide Andrew. Oh, well, just like probably almost anybody's story. uh, You know, my dad got me into hunting, grew up in Iowa. So really, I've always just been a a deer hunter. Uh, Shot some geese uh, in high school, uh, you know, when I could. But, I mean, it was mainly deer hunting and uh Really, first taste of duck hunting wasn't until college, actually down here in Kansas. So, I mean, just just growing up, I uh, started goose hunting in uh, high school. Nice. How'd you end up working for Hunt Hickory Creek? Oh, uh, just uh, met Cody uh, last year, and he just stayed in touch through the off season. And uh, he was like, hey, man, you want a job? I'm like, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Those are nice to have. Yeah. It's all, it's all who you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Alec? Uh, my story is kind of just like Andy's. Started up upland hunting with my family when I was a kid, and then my buddy owned a field right by the river in Manhattan, so we pretty much goose hunted and shot ducks on farm ponds throughout high school. But So now in college, uh, failing all my classes because we'd go duck hunting every damn day. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny? Yeah, kind of the same. My stepdad started taking me out when I was 10. I've been hunting every ever since. So, man of many words. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine. Well, like, like everyone else said, I grew up hunting with my dad. I didn't have a lot of buddies in high school that liked hunting, which is kind of a shame. But actually, the first duck I ever shot was a banded teal. <laughs> oh, yeah. All downhill from there. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I moved up to K-State, went to college, and met Alec, and we hunt damn near every weekend, so. Uh, weekday, and then you yeah. tease me on yeah. Fridays yeah. with your dang six-man <laughs> limits and stuff, so. All right. Hunter? Well, I started hunting with my dad when I was a kid, and then once I got into high school, I had a buddy who lived on the lake, and I was a freshman. He was like, hey, you want to come duck hunting? And I started duck hunting with him, and it was raining and windy, and I shot, first duck was a redhead, and I shot damn near bending backwards, straight up, standing <laughs> in the middle of the lake, like an idiot, <laughs> trying to trying to jump rafts of ducks off the middle of the lake. But ever since then, I've just been fell in love with duck hunting, and it's what I love to do, so. Awesome, awesome. About you, Coach. Coach, or you can call me Doc, too. My friends call me Doc. Um, I, I didn't do a lot of hunting growing up because we were family of six, and we just didn't, you know, that wasn't in our, my, I got three brothers and two sisters. We, no, I never hunted. My dad hunted when we was younger, but never did. And so then when I got married <clears throat> to my present wife, Kaylin, her parents, her family was a hunting machine, so that's how I got into it, hunting quail and pheasant. My buddies back in Iowa did some deer hunting in Iowa with shotguns. Um, and then when you came along, 
we started doing some upland bird hunting down in Kansas and taking you out and taking us. So I guess the pendulum's kind of swinging back the other way. I got you started in pheasant hunting and all that with Gable, our dog, and, and uh, German Shorthair, a great dog. And now it's kind of going back the other way where you got me into waterfowl hunting and I also do some turkey hunting and that. So that's kind of going both ways. You got, I got you started and now you're getting me started in waterfowl. What was your first duck hunt? First duck hunt was in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. We're driving down here and here's this huge fence that was very, very high and there were gaps in it. And we drive through there and I'm thinking, are we in, still in the United States or what? <laughs> I see these, were they ro- Range Rovers, white? Yeah, they were blazers. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Border Patrol. Don't worry, Dad. Okay. <laughs> and the real grand is about eight foot wide. And I'm thinking, well, if we shoot a duck and it lands over there, I guess uh, I don't have my passport with me. But that was interesting. And then that was also the year that they had nine and a half inches of snow in El Paso. Yeah. You talked about people freaking out in Louisiana. Louisiana. Phew. El Paso, Texas, those guys. It was just normal for us. We were the only people on the road. Yeah. (laughs) So. All right. So. I guess uh, I was going to kind of touch on this a little bit, um, but what takeaways, you know, what's, what was your favorite memory? We're going to go back around the table one more time. What's your favorite memory uh, from this hunt so far? Meeting new people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, how it, that's how it works. Yeah. Because some of these guys messed up and I got their phone number. <laughs> so we, we stay in touch and... Maybe we can steal a hunt from there or something in Idaho or wherever, right? So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, always watching the way other people hunt, set up. Who you know, everybody around the table who've had you know more years hunting than me or less years hunting, same. But just I'm always learning something new. You know, when I go out with other people, um, a lot most of the time it's always something good, and then I always pick up on something that's like I will never do that too. But you know, like what? put muddy shotgun shells in my shotgun. <laughs> right. It won't. It won't. So right. it won't work. Don't do it. I'm gonna do, do it tomorrow. Are you whipping out your calls tomorrow, Garrett, for a little clinic? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely. I'm gonna be doing that towards the end. You know, <laughs> just uh, do a little practicing. That way, I can have you know one of the guides critique me. So because I hunt by myself back home, so it sounds great to me. <laughs> but you know, it's Andrew, all I Andrew may say yeah, exactly. Does it, does it kill ducks? It yeah. kills ducks. It does kill ducks. So. Yeah. Marlon? I guess the favorite part for me would be uh, being able to uh, kill some ducks, because normally when I hunt with Eric, he's pretty fast on the gun, and a lot of times he'll hit the first one before I can, but on this hunt, I was up and shooting, and he wasn't shooting, so (laughs) that that made it very enjoyable. That's true. Uh, Shane? I guess just kind of uh, picking everyone's brain on, on different techniques and the different kind of calls that they use and, and whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever brand you like, but uh, listening to the way people use duck calls or geese calls, whatever it may be, and just, just different techniques. So, yeah. Clayton? Mm. Clayton didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was sleeping. No. no, I think it's just cool being able to come here and hunt with a bunch of people I have never met before and we pretty much all came in here and just like we've known each other for a while so like good cigars yeah we had we did have some good cigars and we got some good yeah. you guys got some dog training today right <laughs> yeah. Shane? absolutely yeah. 
You know, I think for me, probably just the location, like just finding out, you know, what it's like to hunt in central to uh, west Kansas, because honestly, without without being a part of this group and without hanging out with these people, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know that this is down here between work and, and just being busy at home and in general after work. Um, I, I wouldn't have the time to research this. So knowing that this is here and that like Kansas has this to offer is probably my most cherished memory. This is rare. We don't really have any ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Andrew? Oh, uh, just this group as a whole. It's been a pretty good group. Uh, you know, waking up first thing this morning, everybody was eager to go. We got out there to the field. Everybody was pretty Johnny on the spot, getting their blinds all brushed in, which is hands down the, the best job I've seen from clients. <laughs> not, not to put anybody down, you know. But, but this is a group. I mean, yeah, it, it just, this, this has just been a fun group, so. Alex? Uh, probably meeting guys with the same interests as me, and then uh, never been to, like, Outfit or Lodge, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Experience that. Johnny? Uh, my favorite part coming to the Midwest is Flies of Pancake here. <laughs> no bounds anywhere. Yeah. It's different. And yeah, it's just a kind of birds, different, no pine trees. It's, yeah, it's different. So it's fun. Blaine. Oh, uh, yeah, just this experience as a whole, uh, meeting all you guys. I've known about some of you on Facebook, but just meeting you in person is pretty cool and you get new connections. So it works out. Yeah. Hunter. I just I like meeting like meeting new meeting new people and then like listening to the stories that you guys can tell. You guys have been different places than I have and it's really cool listening to that kind of stuff. I love listening to the stories and <laughs> like everybody else pretty much said. Just a good group of guys. Coach. Uh just like I've always said, even if we only shot one duck today, it was still quite an experience and, and you guys are now in a in a select group of people because as Ben's older brother Jeb always said, there's two kind of people in the world, pages and people who know pages. And even Alec, who had a, a relative up in Marysville, Kansas, where he used to teach. And, and uh, small, world. small world. But uh, it was just a blast. Being, like I say, never been in a lodge before. Just being out with all you guys. and Awesome day. Yeah. So uh, what was the total count for just today? What did we get? What did we pull away with? 32. 32, and mostly mallards, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Two vision, two green. Yeah. I think, uh, what was what were some of our, like, limitations? I think the wind shifted yeah, on Yeah, wind shifted, so the ducks were uh, swinging around behind us, and, you know, they were just seeing uh, piles of birds that we had behind our blinds, blind bags. Right. 33, and I'm going to put that as the funniest thing that happened today, was we shot a hen mallard. And she landed in the water. We didn't go get her because I think more ducks were yep. working. And she ran up to your feet. Yep. Like, and almost to his feet. And then the next group that came in, we shot. And she just took off running down. I don't even know where she went. Like, she just took off running down the, like, between the mile of the water. Wait, wait. You had, we had a duck go down, and it, like, came to it us? It swam right at us. And, like, the <laughs> next group that shot, it was almost at his at Hunter's feet. Huh. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even see her come up that I, I was watching her, and I was like, "You see that duck is right there, like right there." <laughs>
that's the that's an interesting. I, this is the biggest party I've ever hunted with. Um, sure. And it's so interesting. You know, you got the left. I was I was pretty central. I was located like right next to Andrew in the middle. Who Andrew was doing most of the the calling and the shot calling today. And you know, you get you hear stories from the left. You know, five guys down, and you hear stories from the right, five guys down. And uh, it's it's interesting. You know, to reconvene and I didn't know that happened. I you know all that stuff. So. Yeah, I didn't know you were kissing your gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, any alibis from anybody? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, any uh, comments. pros? And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what are we doing tomorrow? Shoot some more <laughs> Well, it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, we, we still have Last another... Yeah, uh, flooded Milo field that we could hunt. Uh, we do have a for sure uh, flooded wheat field that we can hunt, but uh, the flooded Milo is still uh, our number one choice. Different flooded Milo from today, but uh, a very solid choice that we're still currently trying to get. Yeah, right, you're right, you're, the negotiations are ongoing. Yep. Nice. Solid nice. choice. We're talking solid ground. Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all around. No, yeah, it's a, it's gonna be another muddy mess. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the muddiest I've ever. But but it's not gonna rain tomorrow, so it'll be doable. I want to give a huge shout out, um, like we always do during this time, um, to our uh, partners. Um, so we got uh, Hunt Hickory Creek, which. If you're not familiar with Hunt Hickory Creek, that's Chase and Cody and Scotty and Megan. They're all in the group, and uh, these are a good group of people. Um, I talked to at least one of them, mostly Chase, um, at least two or three times a week, um, whether it's deer hunting or talking about birds or, or just uh, you know rubbing in the uh, fantasy football smack talk and, and all that stuff. Anyways, hey, don't. You don't put your money in something that you can't first validate or, like, get to know or, you know, something like that. You can get in there. You can literally see what uh, you're going to be getting out there in the blind uh, with, you know, these guys and these guides. So go check them out. Good people. Even uh, even better uh, uh, people to go hunt with. So Uh, We've also got Dive Bomb Industries. And Dive Bomb Industries, um, you know, they've been – they did a lot of good work for us and – Uh, Put a lot of our listeners into um, some really affordable spreads, and I am just pumped to um, get out and start targeting some some big ducks with uh, with my spread that we're all set up with over here, and just really you know excited to put the the 2D um, you know ideology um, to the to the test. So. All right, we've also got Toe Tags LLC. Uh, you, you guys heard Ryan's story, and if you haven't heard Ryan's story, go check it out. Um, episode twenty-three. Uh, but anyways, just check out. Go look for the uh, Toe Tags LLC story. Um, you know, we whether or not you want to argue that it is actually a you know regulation or an enforceable law or anything. I mean. The law is the law, and I don't, I'm not going to put myself uh, in a position, uh, at least anymore, uh, to where I can be, you know, whether or not I get a ticket is 
at the discretion of the, you know, investigating officer or, or um, you know, however things are going that day. So um, just for a couple cents a day uh, or hunt, I should say, you can be fully taken care of. You already spent all the money on the gas and stuff. So go tag your birds and make sure you're not throwing them in a big old pile. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and stay legal with Toe Tags LLC. We've also got Gypsum Creek Retrievers, Evan over there um, in Gypsum with a creek running, you know, through the back of his yard. Um, is running a awesome little uh, kennel. Uh, and I got to go out and I got to go hunt with his flagship dog and um, got to see the way that he interacts with um, that dog. And just the way he talks about, you know, his business and his dogs and uh, the people, dog he's training, like it's it's, uh, it's, it's really humbling to see a guy who's like so ate up with it and uh, is just in it and he's just doing it out of passion and decided to make his passion something that can put, you know, um, dinner on the table. And it's a heck of a, heck of a deal. Uh, we've also got Athlon Optics. Um, Athlon Optics, go check these guys out. Um, they have some of the finest shooting scopes um, on the market and their binoculars are bang up. Um, literally they are the same quality as something that you'd pay two or three times the price of. And they're just a solid, um, feeling binocular. And uh, it's, it's nice, you know, I'm not going to do any direct comparisons out there, but uh, I've held a lot of binoculars in my time and, I'm very satisfied with these, uh, with these ones. So go check them out at Athlon Optics. I've got the the Midas uh, 10 by 42, uh, and it is suiting my needs perfectly out here um, in Kansas. All right, um, next we've got um, freelance hunt stats. Uh, I've I've always logged and tracked all the birds that we've harvested and whatnot, but it wasn't until Elliot showed me his freelance hunt stats uh, at freelancehuntstats.com that it's not just a journal anymore. Now it's a database. Now I can go through and I can filter um, all the stuff that I want to know. Uh, you know, windy days, cloudy days, uh, days I shot all blue winged teal, like things things of that nature, and um, even by location. And it's super affordable. You know, uh, just don't buy one monster this month or one Starbucks coffee and you've got yourself um, what you need to keep track. Plus, super helpful when you go to fill out those hit permits. So, all right. Uh, We've also got Duck Nuts. Uh, That's D-U-K-N-U-T-Z. And if you haven't seen the videos or pictures of me uh, utilizing these things yet, uh, I freaking hate um dealing with texas rigs and i take out a lot of new hunters and i always end up i'm always sitting there untangling stuff or unwrapping keels and uh instead with these duck nuts you just throw them on there and all you gotta do is literally you just stretch out the line or you can slide the the weight um, all the way towards the decoy or down and you just throw these things in a bag it's awesome. Hey, they even came out with a uh, a carrying. Uh, it always seems that my wife is always walking in whenever I'm doing the Duck Nuts uh, commercial, 
because she's just looking at me because she thinks it's hilarious. Uh, but they just came out with a bag, and it's called the Nut Sack. And uh, it is it's pretty cool. You can strap your shotgun to it. Um, they've also got hats, um, too. And uh, for my boy Wilson listening out there, uh, Hunter over at uh, Duck Nuts, he made a hat just for you, buddy, um, and all you other coot shooters out there. So, um, but yeah, so good stuff. Go check them out. Uh, just a really great product. Uh, we've also got the Duck Tech mobile app, and the Duck Tech mobile app is an app that's designed to help you get better at calling ducks. Um, it literally, it's got Barney Califf on there, a uh, two or three time uh, world duck calling champion, and he does the the call. Tells you what it's for, why to do it, when to do it, and then you can actually go in and press record, record yourself, and then you can hear it side by side so you can see how you want to tweak it up. Pretty cool concept. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you're just dealing with like a DVD or or some other, you know, like, here's the sounds, now make this sound, and that's not this right here. This is something that you can do on your commute. So, pretty sweet. All right, next we've got um, we got Gunner Kennels. And uh, Gunner Kennels, if you have never laid your hands on a Gunner Kennel, uh, probably some of the finest uh, craftsmanship or over example of overbuilding um, something. And that's perfect. That's fine with me. You know, my wife, she loves those things because... Um, it keeps the babies safe, uh, the, the fur babies. And at the end of the day, you're kind of charged with the responsibility of uh, that animal's life. And, you know, I wear my seatbelt. I don't text and drive. Um, why am I going to, like, just throw my dog in the back of the back of the truck to, you know, be in uh, jeopardy if something were to happen? Uh, and then uh, newest partner uh, that I want, that I'm super excited to get you guys into, is HTR Innovations. That's H-T-R, uh, like Hunter, uh, Innovations. And they've got the coolest little thing. Um, it's a stand that you can put out in the marsh that holds your gun um, holds my recording equipment, box of shells, all this other stuff. Check it out on the Instagram uh, page. Uh, they've also got an A-frame blind uh, that they come out with that is super simple to set up. Um, just like stupid simple. And then they've got, uh, for you guys that absolutely hate layout blinds, they've got a layout blind insert. And makes that thing just about as comfy as the living room couch. So... Go check them out. Uh, and then last but not least, we've got SRB Field Rests. So you hiked into this muddy field, set out all your decoys, had your bag ready to go with your gun in it, and then you take your gun out and you just set it in the mud. Or you, you know, you're constantly making sure that you, you know, don't fumble this thing around. These two little stakes from SRB Field Rests, stick them there, lay your gun down on them. You didn't come this far to like jam your your gun up with a little bit of mud because you got excited about some, some geese uh, in your face. 
So that was really dramatic. I have a little bit of a stuffy nose, it sounds like. But all right. We just want to let you guys know these companies are the bee's knees. Um, these are cool people, great people. I like, I'm not just throwing them on here so that I can take up your time and, you know, make money or whatever it is. I believe in these products, I believe in these people. And uh, I'm a huge fan of somebody turning their passion into their everyday job so that they can try to escape some sort of um, nine to five where somebody else is their boss. Uh, and I'm a huge, huge fan of that. Um, you know, trying to do that myself. So, yep. Before, you know, think twice before you buy uh, uh, something, um, you know, similar to these. And, you know, they, they help bring you this show. And so if you like this show, you like it to be around, <coughs> you know, um, check these people out. So, all right, everybody, safe hunting. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Fowl Front Waterfowl Podcast Group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great-great-grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. Uh, We also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And if you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither, but hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. Go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.